what are the things that I already do and that I would do whether anyone ever watched or listened or gave me a gold star for it? Yes. How can I share those things with people? Yeah. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. Thanks for joining us again this week. We can't believe it, but we are about to go into our fifth year of More Than Small Talk. (laughs) I don't know how that happened so quickly. So we wanted to take a moment to look back and look forward. We're also doing this because we're just at the end of a year. And that's what many of us love to do, reflect on the past year and look forward to the next one. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So as we look back at the last five years, which, you know, it has gone so fast. What are some key moments that you guys remember or some aha moments or let's let's just look Mm -hmm. back for a moment. I can just remember starting out and being really, really excited. But then once we started doing it, I was like really, really scared and insecure. (laughs) So for me, even though I felt like, oh, this is something we definitely need to be doing. There were some insecurities that surfaced in my life that I wasn't expecting. And I think it's important to like share that, that it wasn't a confident start for me. It really wasn't. It was something that um, I grew into a God confidence from being completely dependent on him, from being completely terrified that I was going to jack it all up or yeah. or whatever. But yeah, so I think just kind of working through those things and being honest about it and being real and then even honest with myself and just seeing how far I've come. But I want to still go back there for the people who are trying to start something new and they're having all of those things surface and they're feeling like. What what was I thinking? Like, what? why did I sign up for this or or whatever? But like, that's yeah. part of it. That's part of the dream is the, you know, the timid start sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's such a great thing to remember that it's okay to start scared. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of times we tell ourselves, well, when I feel really confident about this, then yeah. I'll start. And then you never do. And then you never do. Yeah. So I think it's good to say it's okay to start scared. Like, yeah. Yep. And I was thinking back to how far we've come. <laughs> you know, I think y'all shared some about this at Ladies Night Out, but that we started out doing videos on Facebook Live when they first yep. launched. You couldn't even film horizontal. You had to right. form vertical. So yeah. we basically sat in each other's yeah. laps. Oh, yeah. man. we did one time we were sideways which i don't know how we did that one time we were green i really don't know how we did that one time we didn't have sound yeah like and so i think looking back and again just saying start where you are Mm -hmm. and then grow as you go Mm -hmm. is a good reminder because if we had told ourselves okay when we know how to (laughs) film perfect quality videos when we can do all of this without making a mistake or messing up or ever feeling a little silly about something we said. Yeah. We never would have done this. Right. And I so I think it's important to remember that too. Yeah. And I think about some of the conversations that we've had, and I'm going to throw out some names here in a minute and just say some things that really impacted me. 
But first of all, if you're listening and I say someone's name, you're like, man, I didn't hear that. Like you can Google, you can go in and put in their name and more than small talk and it'll show up on either Spotify or iTunes or one of the places or KLRC.com. But some of the people that really impacted me, one was Tiffany Bloom. Mm. Yeah. And that was with her book, I believe, Pray Tell. Mm -hmm. And I just remember sitting there and seeing how she advocated for other women, how she advocated for herself, how she was so honest. And it opened up for me a window to see into the heart of abuse when it comes tangled with faith. Yeah. And that's something I I chewed on for a long time. Another one was our conversation with Mary Morantz. Mm Love, love, love her. But her whole concept of dirt <laughs> and our muddy lives and the image of of a father who was this rough guy who loved her. They lived in this broken down trailer and they just scraped to get by. Her mother had left. And at the end, her seeing Jesus literally thinking about him washing her dad's feet. Mm. You know, of course it didn't happen in the literal, but it was a a literal experience for her in that she got to see a part of Jesus in the muddy places. And I just, I walked away from that. I cried Mm. on the way home (laughs) because it just showed who Jesus was. Our conversation with Jill Ducker Dillard is one that I really, I got to see someone who was finding her voice. So I, I think that for me, this last five years, our conversations together where we've had aha moments and tears and wrestled through things, but also to have another woman with another perspective saying, can I show you my pain and the promise that Jesus gave me? It's really impacted me. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing to remember, too, that when we go on a journey, not to go alone. Yeah. And the four of us, Kara, Susie, Jennifer, and I, we've sort of consistently walked together on this journey. But we've also had a lot of people that felt like a divine intersection where we got to have an important conversation or, you know, even conversations with our people on the Facebook group and in different ways. But I think sometimes when you're thinking about pursuing a dream or doing something, it could feel as scary to think I'm just going to go solo. Yeah. You know, because if it doesn't work out, then it's just on me. Or, you know, yeah, but I think it's really been powerful to say, like, who will walk alongside us and listeners, you are absolutely part of that. So thank you for being on this journey with us, whether this is your very first episode to ever listen to, or if you've been here from the very beginning. Yes, we don't always get to see you, but we do always think of you. And we're glad that you're with us. Yeah, I have dear face to face friends, but I have some really dear Friends that we've met through this journey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, on Ladies Night Out, 36 states were reflected in that audience. So there was a woman, and this is, we're talking about continuing to love what you're doing. There was a woman who came up to me after and she said, I need to tell you what more than small talk is for me. She said, I moved to a different place, a new place, found out I had cancer. 
Uh, so I didn't have my usual support group because they were across the country. So every time that I would do a chemo session, I would be the fourth chair friend. That's when I listened to More Than Small Talk. And she said, so you literally showed up at every session. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing to me. It is really beautiful. It just makes me emotional because I, I think that as women, we can be surrounded by people and feel very much alone. And I feel like just everybody, the listeners, it really is a friendship, a community where we get to be in those spaces together and it's safe. And, yeah. you know, the, the fact that people trust their hearts to us is a really big deal. Yeah. Well, and we're looking into the new year and this is about how to keep the love in what you're doing as we're looking back. And the truth is, most podcasts don't make it five years. But this is not just about podcasts. If you look at it, most dreams, most startups, most yeah. things that we try to pursue to retain five years and still love it can be really hard. And that doesn't mean that there's not moments that are hard and you have to wrestle through and figure out. But how do you, how do we and how does someone keep the love in what they're doing? If it's where they're supposed to be and God is saying, you're still going. I mean, how do we keep the love in that? I think one thing that helps is this is just an extension of who we already are. Yeah. Yeah. Like if someone was with us and went out to lunch with us afterward, it would sound like another episode. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or if we, mm-hmm. we meet up and, you know, go out for Mexican food, like you'd think, oh, they're recording more than small talk. No, we're just eating <laughs> we're chips just and salsa. Yeah. And so. Yeah. If you sat down with us in real life, you would say they're exactly the same in front mm-hmm. of the microphone as they are when there's no Absolutely. one else listening. Yeah. And so to me, that makes this feel easy yeah. because I don't have to pretend I'm someone I'm not. I don't have to put a lot of pressure on this. Like we pay attention to numbers because numbers represent people, but we've right. never said like, oh, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. We have to do that. Or yeah. this person out there hit this milestone. We need to. Yeah. Like we've just said, we're going to show up and share who we are in our lives as is. Yeah. And I think that is sustainable. I you agree. know, yeah. I think that and when I think about the other thing in my life that feels that way, it's writing mm-hmm. and it's the same. Like I yeah. would write even if no one ever read it, because Same. being a writer mm-hmm. is part of who I am. Yeah. yeah. So I think for someone listening, asking, what are the things that I already do and that I would do whether anyone ever watched or listened or yes. gave me a gold star for it? Yes. Mm-hmm. How can I share those things with people? Yeah. Because I think when we just decide, oh, this is who I am. This is what I love. This is what I'm always going to do until the day Jesus calls me home. Now, how can I share that with someone? Yeah. It feels very different than I saw on Instagram that someone told me that I have to because they. Yes. It's a very different feeling. It's true. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for joining us for this conversation as we look back on five years of More Than Small Talk. How did that happen? Well, we know exactly how it happened. It happened because of you, and we are so grateful. So we wanted to mention a few ways that you can continue to partner with More Than Small Talk. 
First of all, if you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite platform. That way you'll automatically get every new episode. And we would love for you to leave us a review. Reviews help other people find the podcast. So if you have ever thought, oh, someone else in my life needs to hear this, then leaving a review is a great way to make that happen. Also, we have a Facebook group. And so if you're not a part of that yet, take a moment right now, hop over there and join us. We love connecting with you and we are so thankful for all the ways you've been a part of this podcast. We're looking forward to more. I had a moment at the event and we keep talking about this just because, listen, we planned this for a year and a half. And so to be able to do it was like, I don't know, felt like the sweetest God moment ever. To look out and see the faces of more than small talk listeners, to partner with KLRC, whom we love. But I had this moment where Josiah, and he's going to be really excited that I said his name, that Josiah walked through the door and he is 10. And he ran from the back of the church all the way to the front and almost knocked me over. Like he was so excited to see me. They don't know this part of my life. They just don't. I'm gaga. We throw rocks in the river. We fish. We play. We jump on the trampoline. I make gaga toast, which is French toast. That's how they know me. So he was so excited and was just like, gaga. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. And somebody came up and asked me to sign a book. And anyway, he's watching. And I said to him, I I turned him around and and I said something. I said, baby, Gaga has always loved Jesus. And I get to do this because I love Jesus. And it's not about me. It's about getting to share the gospel. And this is just one way I get to do it. And he was like, ah, you know, (laughs) because he was seeing it through new eyes. He was seeing and I think that what has helped me love what I do now for 20-something years of ministry is that this is not my whole identity. It's, it's part of who I am. And me getting to hang out with Josiah is just as valuable to me as this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It feels very natural and i've i've been in a lot of um outlets for either ministry or just work or jobs or even dreams that were just really hard and uncomfortable and this yeah. just the fact that it's peaceful and healthy is i think why it works and that we really and we said this um at the event that we really truly deeply love one another and support one another and i yeah. think that that is I mean, that's the gift, right? I'm like, to me, that's what I'll always take away is like the relationship. And this is just extra. It's, it's icing. It's just, yeah. um, but that it's healthy and mutual and respectful and loving. All of those things is just, I think it's rare. Yeah. And I really wish it wasn't. I wish we would make this the standard is that everything is, you know, healthy and beneficial that it doesn't kill you like our calling shouldn't kill us right (laughs) you know it should be just um 
just fruit of our lives. And it doesn't mean it's easy. No, it doesn't. This is not saying that it's always easy or there's never things to work through. It means that it's safe. And that's a word we use a lot. So it makes it safe. So I guess as we're, as we're thinking about this wonderful friend who's sitting in that fourth chair, who's saying, okay, I've been doing this for four years. God has not released me. I'm going into 2024 and I'm going to still be doing this. I want to rediscover my love for this because it's right where Jesus has me. And maybe maybe it there is conflict that has nothing to do with me or maybe it is hard. What do we say to her who just wants to love what she's doing? I think how we think about what we do is really important, you know? just how we approach it. And I think just going back to what you love, like writing it down, this is what I love about it. I mean, because it's easy to focus on what's hard or what's not working or whatever, but remembering why you started and why you love it and like keep going back to that. Yeah. Do you have anything, Holly? Yeah, I think that I'm trying to figure out how to put this into words. Sometimes we think loving what we do is how we feel about it. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't think it's necessary to feel positively about what you do all the time. Yeah. That you're human. And so life happens. And I think in particular, like with writing, I've written a lot of days from a neutral place where I don't feel much at all, you know, but I think God has given me a gift and I want to be faithful. So I'm going to show up. I say it's like checking the mail that my job every day is to walk out to the mailbox and see if there's anything in there. And some days there's not. And that's okay. I've written sad where it's been hard to even find the energy to put words on the page because I've been struggling with depression or loss. Yeah. Or working through grief. Yeah. I've written angry where I think or something has frustrated me, like, you know, the state of people treating each other unkindly online, you know, and I think I don't even want to be part of this, you know, I've written mad. Um, I think I've written weary. I've written through healing. I've written when I felt great. I've written when I felt terrible. And you know what I found is Jesus uses it all the same. He Mm -hmm. does. He does. That's so good. And there have been days when I know he has said, don't write today, rest and heal. Yeah. And that has been important too. And so I think for me, if I say I have to love what I do in an emotional sense, like that is unsustainable as a human being. Yeah. If I say I love this long term. (laughs) Yes. And I know I'm called to it. So I'm just going to keep showing up however I am that day and trust that Jesus can use me anyway. Yeah. Then that takes the pressure off because all I have to do is show up one more time. Yeah. You know, just put my booty in the chair, open my laptop (laughs) and say, Jesus, is there anything you would like for me to share today? Yeah. And if there is, good. And if some days there's not, that's okay too. Yeah. Well, I'll be back tomorrow. And I know not everyone can write daily. I don't even write daily. So when I say that, it's okay if there are seasons when it doesn't look like that. But yeah, I think that real love, and we know this in relationships, real love is about commitment. Yeah. And so I think you can tell yourself that you love something, even if you have days when you don't like it that much yeah. or you don't feel like doing it. You know, 
Um, we take care of our babies and our people, even on the days when we don't feel it. Yeah. And that's actually how we know we love them. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. you love someone when you show up when it's hard, yeah. you know, and when maybe you'd rather do something else. And so I don't know why sometimes we don't give ourselves that same freedom in the work that we do. Sometimes we're going to love our work in a warm, fuzzy sense. And some days we're going to love our work where it's the absolute last thing we want to do. And we show up anyway. Yeah. And I just want to say one thing that I think what helps me to continue to love this thing that God has asked me to do, and it's not just podcasting, it's ministry. It's ministry is that to understand that it's going to shift and change and and be okay with that. Um, I had a couple of really hard no's this year. And when I got them, I was like, man, I've been doing this for a really long time. I didn't see that coming. It didn't feel fair. And yet I'm still called. That call did not go away. And so I've just been sitting lately and, and just I'm writing a Bible study for no other reason and just to share it with this beautiful group of women I meet with online, it's not going to go anywhere beyond that. And I'm okay with that because they matter to God. And so it's sometimes what we're doing will shift and change. And that's not a bad thing. That's part of it. Yeah. Sometimes the question I ask myself is, would I do this if it helps just one person? Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yes. You know, and that can be helpful in a world where we're always pressured for more, bigger, showier to just say, okay, is this worth doing for one person? Yeah. 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 Well, then that's enough. And I'm really loving it because I'm sitting down and I'm like, oh, Lord, you just showed me something new today. Oh, that's really cool. And, And so it's, I think, again, the love and the longevity is being flexible it's taking yourself into safe places listening to other voices that expand what you do and putting your foot one in front of the other as you follow jesus in your calling and i just think that's beautiful And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.